This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to The Low Strangers, a Swindon Town fan podcast with me, Rich Pullen. Proudly sponsored by the STFC Official Supporters Club. Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! Oh, what a good goal! Far post for Shearer, goal! I will win this league anyway. Richard, he's hit it. It's Gladwell! Thank you very much for agreeing to take part in this here podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, I really appreciate it. Given the current situation in the world at the moment, we are recording during the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Firstly, I hope you and your family are all well. Yes, we are, we are all well. Uh, on my family, there is uh, no, no issues uh, at the moment right now. Fantastic. Okay, so let's go right the way to the start. And I'm always intrigued when I do my research about my guests. And the first thing that I noticed was that you were born in Algeria before you moved to France. What age did you move? So I moved when uh, I was uh, five years old, uh, simply because um, when I was born in Algeria, it was during the, the civil war. Yeah. So my mom, she decided to just escape. Uh, so we couldn't escape uh, in Congo, uh, where I come from originally, because uh, it was uh, difficult. So my father, he was uh, an ambassador for Congo. So they decided to uh, to take our diplomatic passport and uh, go to go to France. Wow! So quite an incredible time for your family then. Yes, it was. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a critical time 
uh, at a moment in uh, in Algeria. So uh, the best option for us was to uh, was to come in France. Mm. And it's in the south of France where you settle. Who who did you support when you were a child, and who were your football heroes? <laughs> so my 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 hero was uh, Zinedine Zidane mm-hmm. uh, when I when I was younger, and um, I, I used to support um, Auxerre Auxerre uh, at the time when I when I was in, yeah at the time when I was younger. Lovely. So. Tell me about your earliest memories. What were your earliest memories of playing football in France? My my earliest memories uh, are I was I was jealous about my brother because he was playing football and me I couldn't. So my brother said to his friends, uh, my my younger brother is a is a very good footballer. So can you give him a trial? And then uh, I've done a trial, and uh, and I did very well. And then I signed for the for, for the small club. Mm. So the internet isn't always reliable, but looking at your career, it seems that before you went to Saint Etienne, you played for teams around Aix en Provence and Cannes. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly correct. Yeah. Yeah, and what was what was your what were your experiences like playing for those? It was a it was a really good experience. Um, Especially uh, because um, when um, I played around my town, my hometown, I was playing against uh, young people that uh, were at school with me, some of them. And uh, my, I was really, really uh, playing every time, every day. So when I, was, I wasn't at home, uh you will find me at the stadium in the, in my hood so in my city they all know me about uh about, about football and then my, my for my family they they already knew it was my it was my passion and uh and they did well because they really really accepted my my, my passion and uh, this is uh, this is good for me. We all have the passion to some degree when we're children. What what sort of position were you playing when you were a child, and what separated you from your friends and your teammates to have teams like Saint Etienne watch you and want you to join their football club? So I've been I've been lucky. I've been lucky because um, I was I was talented, but uh, I never believed in myself. I had that chance to uh, to always have the right manager at the right time, <laughs> so they could push me, and uh, they used to talk a lot with my with my mother. So for me, that was that was really key to to my progress. And then uh, one day, uh, I did some trial for 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 professional clubs. Then uh, one day, I. Uh, I've been scouted by by uh, by Cannes. At the time, the, it was a, it was a really good club and a really good academy. And I was proud as well because Zidane, Zinedine Zidane, Patrick Vieira, uh, Gael Clichy uh, were from uh, were from this club. So I went there because uh, my manager uh, knew the the manager of Cannes, 
so it was um, it was really really uh, quick for me then and what age were you when you arrived at Cannes uh, I arrived at Cannes when I was uh, 15 years old so what did you learn during that time in the Cannes youth development system well uh, I, 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 I've learned to be um, to to grow on my own because uh, when you're 15 years old boy you you're not a man you know you you're a little child and uh, 15 years old that's the time where you need to grow up with your family and uh, from and at 15 years old you have to grow up by yourself uh, at 15 years old that was uh, I had my first salary so they used to pay me uh, uh, 150 euros so Cannes is a beautiful city <laughs> It's a posh city, so with my with a small salary, I used to go straight to the shop and buy a, a, a top for hundred for hundred euros <laughs> <laughs> and fifty quid left for the month. So, <laughs> so it was uh, it was a funny time. It was really funny time. Yeah. Why does France have such a great reputation for youth football? It's it's um, it's a really good question to be honest with you. I think because if I compare England and France, especially first is the weather. the 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 weather is uh, yeah the, the weather helps a lot. And in France, we have a lot of a lot of uh, small stadiums, like five sides. We we have a lot, so we play a lot in the street. Uh, now, now it's a different story because um, I grew up at a time where uh, the PlayStation, the Nintendo, wasn't the the number one in our in our lives. So it was easier to to go outside and and, and play f and play football. Now things change. Young people they play on FIFA more than they go outside. So this this is different, but I believe this is the the weather, and we have many many uh, football uh, many many uh, football pitches uh, in in our in our hoods and stuff. Yeah, I I find when when I was younger, because I'm a bit older than you, and when I was younger, going on school trips to Europe or whatever, um, the the football facilities just for a kickabout used to be so much more accessible and. And you had those sort of gravel sort of pitches, but there were still two goals there. And you had those, as you say, those five-a-side pitches. And we don't really get that in England, except for those concrete sort of basketball courts or the ones that you've got to pay to play in the, the five-a-side pitches. Exactly. And and I think that's the, that's the issue. Because um, any sport, football, especially football, uh, football is a sport where you you need to express yourself and that that keep you that keep you fit, that keep you uh, that's an entertainment as well. So I believe um, to do any sport in the world, uh, if you have to pay for it, that's that's not the best thing to do with young people. So for me, uh, instead of uh, pay for the to play five a side, it's better to to build uh, pitches and then young people, they can they can enjoy it on it. Yeah. I think that's the best thing. Just before you joined Saint-Étienne, what was your, because you, you're in the Cannes youth system, it's a very respected academy. 
what is your goal? What is your dream before you join San Etienne? Is it to be as good as you can be? Is it to play at as highest level as possible? Is it to move abroad? What What were your dreams at that stage? For me, at that stage, um, I had no dream, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Because at that stage, it was just, um, I was just um, playing football and enjoying my time. And it was, um, when I was 15 years old, when I was in Cannes, it was... Um, it was really, really difficult for me because that was the year where, when my my died, uh, when my, my 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 father died, so my head wasn't really, really. Uh, I was in a space at that time. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I was just playing footy. Uh, I, I lost my dad, so for me it was just like pff, I don't care. I just play football, and then uh, I have no no real purpose because my my heart at, at that time was uh, was in uh, was I was in pain. To be honest with you, I was really really in pain. And how long after that event did San Etienne show interest in signing you? And did that sort of revive your interest and your your goals in within football? Yeah, so I had um, some opportunities for to sign for for Marseille. Uh, at that time, it, I heard about Social. And uh, Saint Etienne, they, they they come to they came to see me, and then they, they have a ch- they had a chat with my with my mother. So for me, um, when uh, uh, I went on Google Map and I checked Saint Etienne, for me I said oh, I, I cannot go there because <laughs> it's really really cold, <laughs> and I'm here from the south, so. <laughs> It was complicated, but I've just seen the the first team, and then uh, I've just seen like um, I, I liked many players of them, so I said okay, so le- let's uh, le- let's go to Saint Etienne. But I had I had some choices, and uh, and I took uh, Saint Etienne because uh, Saint Etienne is uh, is quite a, is is a good club in France with a good reputation as well. Yeah, absolutely. What, was it three hours away from? from where you're from but like I was talking to a previous guest who's also uh, a Frenchman Sophie Zaboub who who also has ties with Algeria he was in the Sanatien Academy as well so do you join them as a pro or are you still in the youth or are you in like the B team to start with yes yeah, so um, um, uh, the, the system is, is a little bit different in England but um, in France at the time we had like uh, under 15s and the 18s and uh, and the team the the B team mm-hmm. and the first team, so I, I signed as a, with the youth team on the 18th. Then uh, then after um, well, I spent like uh, I spent like about one year and a half in the uh, in the academy, and then at 18 between 18 and 19, I signed my my first professional contract. So I had my my apartment really quick. And how did you find the development? And how did you find San Etienne before the first team? Did you enjoy it? Was did it did it enhance you as a footballer? Yes, they they um, uh, it, it was a great time for me to be honest with you because uh, first I, I've met my my wife there, and uh, and the second it was really really similar uh, when I was younger. The, all the coaches they really really pushed me they really saw my, my potential and they really uh, they really they, they did everything for me to to be uh, the player 
uh, that they've seen in their eyes. So I'm really, really grateful to, to be honest with you. Yeah. And this is what make the internet doesn't provide you because you see your career and it's quite fluid to start with. But this is this is a kid that had to flee Algeria with their family and then you didn't have much confidence as a footballer and then suddenly in your late teens, early 20s, you're playing in the top flight of French football, which is, even if your career ended there, is an incredible achievement, isn't it? It is, it is because we, I come from nothing. I come from, I had, uh, I had that issue with my, with my father. Uh, I was in pain, but my family, they, they always been be behind me. And, uh, and I think this is the, the, the most important because when I was 18, the only thing I was thinking is, uh, is to still enjoying. I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe I was playing with the first team. Even when I was on the pitch, I couldn't believe I was I was playing with. Uh, at 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 that time, it was with all the stars. Yeah, so, let's, let's listen. We had what World Cup winner from last year, Blaise Matuidi. He was in your in the team. We yes, had uh, yes, Betatim yeah. V Gomez, Dimitri Payet, Kevin Morales, yes. who played for Everton, Paulo uh, Macedo, who played for Portugal. Mm. Quite the squad. Okay, they struggled in the league, but great individual players. Really great, really great individual players. But we we all know in football that's not enough. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was a great time. Like unfortunately, I, I had uh, I, I had uh, a hernia, mm. and and I kept I kept this hernia for 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 many many years. But I, I really enjoyed my time there. Yeah, it it was Laurent Rousset that that gave you your debut, wasn't wasn't it? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And he's an ex-Sanatien player himself. And, I mean, there, there is this period of about a month or two where you're either on the bench or you're playing. You play against Bordeaux, Monaco, Nantes. You even get a, a, a game or a few minutes in the UEFA Cup against Rosenberg. What was mm. Rousset like as a manager to you? Yeah, so Laurent Rousset, he was the kind of manager, he, he pushed me as well. He said to me, like, I mean, I don't care about your age. Uh, I want you to play with Blaise Matuidi in the middle. That's it. And he said, okay, let's go now. Just play. Even uh, I have an incredible story because um, when I was 18, 19, that was the time where I met my wife. And I was in love. So one day I missed, I missed training. I didn't wake up. And that was the time where I was supposed to, to play against Marseille, where, where I come from close where I come from so I missed that game and then when I come back to the when I come back to training I was shaking I was thinking to myself my career is finished now because I miss training but the manager took me took me in training I trained all week and the week and the week after I played against Monaco so that show how much he, he believed in me he didn't judge me he didn't punish me but you just say, okay, just just play. I, I don't care if you've been, uh, you didn't come last time. <laughs> yeah. And what are your sort of lasting memories of playing for San Etienne in the top flight? Uh, my last memories, it was against, uh, it was against Bordeaux. Mm. I think it was, it was against Bordeaux because that was, it was my first game. And uh, that day, I remember my phone was ringing for, 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 uh, for about a week. Uh, I received many, many messages because 
at that moment, I think Manchester United was playing in the same time, I think. So all my friends, they said, I mean, we had a choice to, to watch United <laughs> or you, but we decided to watch you. <laughs> so no, it was, no, it was, it was a really good time, really good time. Rousset leaves quite, early, well, quite soon after those games and in comes Alain Perrin and... During the rest of your Sanatien career, you, are you injured, or did the manager, the new managers, not not rate you as much? What what was happening before you moved to England? So before I moved to England, I was on. So Alan uh, Laurent Rousset was sacked, and then Alan Perrin came. The manager asked me, uh, "Can you play against uh, against?" I can't remember the the, the 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 team, but can you play? And I said to him. Uh, I cannot because I feel like my, my hernia is hurting so much, I, I can't even pass the ball. He said, okay, cool. Then suddenly uh, I was coming back from my injuries and uh, he put me on the sideline. He started to treat me really, really bad. Uh, I was crying. It was it was a tough time for me. Uh, it, was, it was about humiliation, to be honest with you. He, he hum- humiliated me a lot. So one of the managers in Saint Etienne told me, I mean, I don't think your your profile uh, is good for for this country. So I I believe you you, you can leave this country. You have to leave this country. And uh, suddenly, a few days after, my manager told me, uh, I've got a trial for you in uh, for Blackburn. I said, Cool, let's go. So when I was at Blackburn, I was training with the team and I watched on TV, I watched Alain Perrin sacked. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I came back in France and uh, obviously the second manager, uh, his name is Galtier, uh, he took the team. I had a chat with him and he told me, I mean, Mia, I have no issue with you. I believe you potentially you you're a really good player, and uh, I want you to stay. And uh, me, I was so hurt. I say I cannot, I cannot stay. I, I want to go to Blackburn, and that's how I, I went to Blackburn. But my hernia was, I, it was tough because I couldn't really play. But when I was in England, uh, I did um, a lot of strengthening, but it didn't work because I was still in pain there. I've got to add that you looked up on Google the temperature in San Etienne. What were you thinking when you moved to Blackburn? <laughs> When I moved to Blackburn, I had this feeling in my, in my in my mind, in my heart. It was saying like, "Look, you treat me bad, but me, I will sign for a better a better club, and I'm I'm going to Premier League." So, I remember one of the players in Saint Etienne. He he shake my hand, and he said, "I mean, I'm really impressed because you did nothing in France." But you straight signed in one of the one of the one of the top club in the, in England. So, <laughs> <laughs> may I say thank you very much? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
that's brilliant. So, so you went up there for a trial. So, what is that experience like? Because the, the thing that I always say, and I, I listen to footballers, and they always make it sound so easy. But to go to a Premier League team, especially with you know only three league appearances behind you. Mm. How hard was it? Your manager at the stage was Sam Allardyce. I don't yes. know if he was watching you, but what what was that trial period like for you? It was a it was a funny moment because uh, when I when I was on trial there, they said to me, "Okay, I will stay about two three days," and I stayed about two three weeks. So <laughs> so so for me it was a uh, it was an incredible time and. Uh, I, the the way the way they welcomed me in Blackburn, it, it I will never forget. I will never forget. I felt like I was at home. I um I was with many uh, French players like Eladie Jouf, Gary Givet, Zonzi, Christopher Samba, uh, Pascal Shibonda, and uh, they helped me. They helped me a lot to uh, to be uh, to be involved with the team. And Sam Allardyce is straight uh, believed in me because um, he saw in me like uh, um, I could produce uh, the same work uh, like Steven and Zonzi. But the issue was the the hernia was still it was still there, so I couldn't enjoy my my first year with Blackburn. Especially people who don't support Blackburn, it's it's easy to forget the, the quality of player that was at Ewood Park at that stage. You've listed all the the French speaking guys, but you also had you know Ryan Nelson, you had Brett Emerton, you had Junior mm-hmm. Hoylet, Michel Salgado, Spanish international, mm-hmm. Phil Jones was coming through at that stage mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Loads and loads of players. So. What was the difference between the quality or the standard between the League 1 players and the Premier League players? The, the difference was humility. Mm-hmm. It was a massive difference because uh, when I was in France, when I was, when I was coming in the changing room, at that time it was, it was more about the way I dress, the way I behave and stuff. But when I, when I arrived in Blackburn, they, they had more money than uh, than Saint Etienne, but they were coming like with normal dress, tracksuit. They were really, really, really humble, and the the work, the extra work was uh, was massive as well. In France, at that time, we call it lay down. Like spend time in the gym is not is not in the in a suitcase. But when I came in England. To be honest with you, uh, I left Saint Etienne. I was like 81 kilos, and when I arrived, when I was in England, I was 94 kilos. So <laughs> I took like, and yeah, I took a lot of kilos. And then because in England, I understand you need to work hard out of the pitch so much to be like proper uh, proper an athlete when you're on when you're on the pitch. So that was the difference, humility. And the the work rate off the pitch. Mm. You made your debut at the end of the season in a one 0 win against Aston Villa, playing forty five minutes. What do you remember of that game? The the game was was really really bad. I did a very very bad game because um, I was still in pain. I was still in pain, and I didn't want to play that game. The only thing I was thinking is to go home. 
I needed a, I needed a big rest because uh, things changed so quick and I wasn't ready in, in, in my head mm-hmm. to move to a different country. I moved with my wife. Uh, at that time, I was 20 years old. She was 23. Uh, I was starting to learn a new language, a new culture. And uh, for me, it was uh, it it was a, it was a difficult time for me to be honest with you. And uh, that game, but I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was my, it was my first game. For, it was my first game for Bradburn. And uh, and after that, like even Samala Dice, he, he believed in me. But me, like I couldn't I couldn't get through this this injury. So it's not just like a, a physical issue at this stage. It's like a mental issue for you as well. It's, it's yeah it's overall mm-hmm. i think it was um it was everything everything because even the doctor in for blackburn and in sentation they were in contact so for the preseason i used to come back two weeks before every players so and blackburn they've been um, they've been so i feel really blessed because they did everything everything uh, to help me, to be honest with you, they did everything. Even uh, uh, I was on, I went on trial for for Preston, mm. and uh, my first game, I had an ejection. Uh, I was with Phil Brown, and then the first game I did for for Preston, uh, and I do believe the the Preston fans they remember that game because I was coming from nothing and I did an amazing game first half. And then when I had a shot from uh, from well, 15 yards, I felt like a, like a crack in my pubis, and I just fell on the floor. I fell on the floor. I was crying. I was thinking about my wife. I was saying to myself, "Oh, I'm gonna stop football." Yeah. Uh, I went in the changing room. I called my agent, and I said to him, "Listen, uh, I got injured again." Uh, it's tough. I don't know what to do. And my and my agent told me, "Listen, I'll ring you back." And he, nev- he never ring me back. Oh, that, that... He never ring me back. Yeah. Well, what are your thoughts over the over your career about agents? Because I I've spoken to ex Swindon players who are agents, and they say that you know it's not a bad industry. There are just bad people within it. Did. Mm. I, I had bad experience. I had a bad experience uh, with my first agents, and then um, when I tr- when I when I tried to leave uh, Blackburn, uh, one of the, one of the agents uh, called me and tried to arrange my release, and uh, and in the same time because me I couldn't read the my contract properly because I I did I could speak English but. To read, it was another story. I was only 22, 23. That's nothing. And um, and on my contract, by the release, by, by for release my contract, uh, the manager could take uh, an amount of money, and that's what he done. And I had to pay for it. Hmm. So and then after that, that person, after that agent, the, um, I released my contract with him. And then uh, since 
I had one agent and uh, and then since I never changed, I never changed now. Before we, we move on from Blackburn, you, you did play three other games. Um, you won two of them in the cup against Norwich and QPR, but you did get a... Well, over half an hour at Old Trafford against Manchester United. Although the result wasn't very good, I don't think you can be blamed for that. What was it like playing up against that Manchester United side? Manchester United, it was one of the best, one of the best moments in my career. Yeah. On on the Friday, the the, the day before the game, the Samaladais he used to he used to we used to watch videos about us fighting, winning games, winning. Winning tackles, winning headers and stuff, and then we go to Ultra Fault and we we watch the same movie, uh, and it, it was about uh, 300 the movie. So it was how how like we were on fire. Then suddenly, halftime we we losing five nil, and when uh, the manager called me and said, "Okay, I mean, let, let's get in," I said, in my in, in my mind I was thinking like, "Is he serious?" Like we lose in five days, and that's me. I have to go. I have to go to the wall. I say, okay, let's go then. And then uh, when I when I when I came into the pitch, I wanted to smash everybody. I wanted <laughs> to smash everybody. So just Rooney came. When Rooney came, uh, I just pushed him. I just with my with my shoulder. It wasn't a foul, but when I saw him, I, I was like a lion in a gazelle. Like I, I was like I was I was I was hungry to be honest with you. And uh, and the funny thing is that game, because the the Old Trafford they were they were seeing me like chasing the ball like like a lion, they were starting to doing ole, ole. <laughs> yeah, so it it was it was a it was a great moment. It was a funny moment. Yeah. Yeah. A point on Sam Allardyce because you, you you clearly praise him and, and he was very good for your career. What made him such a successful manager in your opinion? Because he was good on what he likes in a sense where Sam Allardyce is not asking you to 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 dribble, is not asking you to uh, to play tiki taka. Yeah. Uh, for him, uh, it's kick the ball long. And sprint and press and aggression. So he's really good on that, and he knows these tactics very, very well. And that's how, uh, at that time, we used to uh, we used to be so annoying, because when you have people like Steven Nzonzi, who is six foot three, uh, four, you've got Christopher Samba, six foot four. And uh, Ryan Nelson, strong, strong, um, um, really strong people like uh, Gary Roberts as well. So you have warriors in your team, and it was it, it's annoying to play against teams like that. You're trying to play, but it, it's quite uh, it's, it's it's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. How did Steve Keane compare to Sam Allardyce? Steve King was uh, was um, completely different. Steve King was more more quiet. He was more quiet, mm. and uh, it was he, he was more laid down. And um, it was yeah, it, it was really, really different with Steve King because uh, one day I had an issue, and um, obviously he told me like uh, he had no problem with me. 
I was supposed to I was supposed to go to um, to Asia. I can't remember which country, but the um, Sivkin told me, "Listen, um, all the players, you have to prepare your passport because we're going to uh, we're going to Asia, to Thailand. I think it was at the time. And then when people we are all ready to go, and the day after he told me, I mean, uh, I want you to stay in England. I said." Okay, so you you could tell me before, but anyway, that that's fine. So and then I went on trial in uh, in Preston, and uh, when I went on trial in Preston, uh, I played against uh, I played against Wigan, so I scored a really really great goal, and then the like the minute after I did a pass, and I pulled and I pulled my groin, so I came back. In uh, in post in uh, in Blackburn, and Steve and Sifkin, he was he was like uh, still treated me well, but after that, me uh, I, I left uh, I left Blackburn and then that's it. But we didn't have we didn't talk that much to be honest with you. I can't really speak about uh, sure. about Sifkin to be honest with you. You've already mentioned that you had a loan spell and then a trial with with Preston, which is, of course, where you first met Phil Brown. And after that injury, they, from what I've read, they sort of looked after you, didn't they? Because they kept you with the squad for the remainder of that season. You, you got injured in January, but you stayed with them throughout, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I stayed with, I stay with, with, uh, with uh, Preston because they, they believed in me. And, uh, but I, I, couldn't, I couldn't play. So I, I, need, um, I did two surgeries uh, after the after I, I, I had my, my hernia, so I had um, I released my my groin, and uh, after that I had an injection on my bone, <laughs> so it was uh, oof. it was complicated, and then uh, yeah I, I had to leave prison after that. Shaden Logan on the line. It certainly is. What an incredible clearance because he's actually stepped off the post that he was marking. And it goes again. This time it's in. Aiden Flint. Swindon Town have rescued it. And Brentford are on the floor in their own backyard again. In 2013, Liam Richardson took you to League Two strugglers, Accrington Stanley. Injuries had obviously taken you from Liga and the Premier League to the fourth tier within just a couple of years. How difficult was that for you mentally, given what you had pre previously experienced? I had been, I've been to Accrington Stanley. It's a tiny ground in a in a in a housing area. It's a bit <laughs> different from Ewood Park and what you'd already experienced in France. Yeah, uh, I'm grateful because. Um... With Blackburn, we used to play a lot against Accrington and some of for, some of the club in uh, in the in the in this area. David then called me and said, "Listen, I mean, I have a friend. He, uh, he had a team. Just go there and just enjoy. So just play. You just need to play. You're really young, and uh, I believe like you can do something great there." And I say, "You know what? Um, I'm only 23. I just need to enjoy myself because." 
uh, I couldn't play any games in in about five years now, and I'm young. I need to play now. So I released my contract with Blackburn uh, in a, I think in January. Then uh, I did few trainings with uh, with Accrington. Then uh, I signed there. At the time, I was living in Manchester, and Accrington is is uh, is like five minutes away from from Blackburn. So for me, it was uh, it was it was it was perfect. And uh, Liam Richardson welcomed me very well, and uh, I really, really enjoyed my my my, my time there in Accrington. But I that was the time where the same thing happened again. Uh, at that moment, I, I've lost my my brother. Uh, yeah, I lost my brother at that time when I was at Accrington. Which is, which is, you know, that that personal tragedy is is a great shame for you professionally because this is the time where, for the first time in your career, you're playing ninety minutes pretty much week in week out, aren't you? Exactly, that was exactly that, and uh, and I was in top form, uh, I was enjoying myself, and uh, and then things like that happened in my life. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was really, 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 really tough. And uh, yeah, it was a tough moment to be honest with you. It was a tough moment, but like, like I said to Liam Richardson at, at that moment, uh, I told him like, "Listen, I, I lost, I lost my brother yesterday. Uh, I lost my brother today." So he said, he asked me, "What you want to do then?" I said, "I said, brother, I, I'm going to play because he's never going to change my life. He's not going to change. He's not going to come back, even if I play or not." So I'm going to play, and uh, and I just play the games. I just play all the games. After Atkinson Stanley, you joined Martin Allen at, all the way down at Ginningham in Kent. At that stage, did you feel like you may have wanted to go back to France, or were you happy to stay in England during that time? I was, I was, I was happy to stay in England because um, I was, pr- for the first time uh, of my life, to be honest with you, I was proud of myself. Uh, because Accrington was the time where I, as you said, I started to play games. Uh, I really enjoyed myself. And in the same time, I was pride because when I come at Accrington, uh, Accrington was supposed to go down. Mm. And um, when I came there with um, another, with two or three players, and we, we just like, we won we won i think we i play maybe like about 13 14 games something like that and we we won all games and we may, maybe drew one or two and maybe two two lost so it was a, it was a, an achievement where I'm, i was really really happy and proud and proud and in the same time um, with accrington we play against gillingham when i played that game at that time, Gillingham was the was was top of the league, uh, and defeated for maybe t- twenty games. It was really tough, and me, uh, I didn't care to be honest with you, because in my mind, I was saying to myself, "Listen, I come from Premier League, I'm in fourth league, so I, I, for me, it doesn't matter. I'm I'm going to enjoy my time." So my first half was really bad. <laughs> I did <laughs> my first half was was really bad, maybe because uh, because of pride. And uh, my manager told me, I mean, what's wrong with you today? And when he said that to me, it just, it just hit my, my heart. I said, okay. Second half, I did one of the best games in my career. Then uh, three days after, Martin Island called me. 
and said to me, I mean, I want you in my team next season. I said, I, I was thinking, like, how, how did he get my number first? <laughs> so I said, okay, okay, uh, I will sign for you. And then I signed for, and I signed for Gillingham in the summer. And you're a regular under Martin Allen, aren't you? Um, not so much with Peter Taylor. Was that injuries again, or was it because Taylor didn't rate you as much as Martin Allen? My injuries, mm-hmm. because um, Adam, when I signed for Gillingham, uh, I had my first call for for Congo as well for 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 my country for, for the country, and uh, I play against Tunisia. And I pulled my hamstring. Uh, I pulled my hamstring with them. So when I came back, and then the um, how can I how can I explain this? I was in a circle where at Gillingham, I pulled my hamstring about more than ten times in one year and a half. So with Martin Allen, he we couldn't. He, he helped me a lot as a, as as a man. Because I had some some issues at the time, and uh, he he rated me, he helped me, and he really loved me as well. Because I used to go to his place and have some food with his wife, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> and uh, but it was it was good, but just the result wasn't the best, and uh, my my type of play was more tikin taka than playing longs, than playing long balls. So, so to understand each other. It was it was difficult, and uh, when Peter Taylor came, uh, Peter Taylor rated me as a player, as a man. It was it was really 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 tough uh, with Peter Taylor because Peter Taylor is a uh, is the kind of guy where he doesn't speak that much. Uh, I liked him, but he's, he doesn't speak a lot, and it it was tough. It was tough. Let's not let the Congo achievement go by because that must have been an absolute okay you got injured but to represent Congo is must be a, a huge honor for you yes yes especially for me because uh, even when I was 23 24 for for me my, my career started very late so for me play for Congo was an amazing an amazing uh, moment I was really proud and uh really proud sorry and it was it was yeah it was an, an amazing moment because when i was in congo i understood it was more than football congo is a is a beautiful country and many people suffering and as a footballer you're like an ambassador for the country so this is what this is the um, this is the the important thing with football because I do believe we, we are more than footballers. We can give something uh, different to uh, to the people all, all around the world. Yeah. After Ginningham, you went back to France, didn't you, with Frejus? Is it Frejus? Yes, I went to Frejus. Yes. Yeah, and and was that another year that was was taken out because you only play a few games over the season? Was that taken out by injuries again? Same thing. Yeah. So I I left um, I left Gillingham because um, a new manager came. The manager who died from Tottenham. I can't remember his name. Uh, he, he was he um, was he was um, he was a former player for Tottenham, uh, and uh, he uh, he had a team of uh, Leighton Orient. Yes, of course. Uh, Justin Edinburgh. Just yeah, Justin Edinburgh. Yeah. 
that was the time where I, I've met him and we had a chat. Uh, I had a chat with the with the chairman and uh, the chairman contacted me and said, listen, I give you uh, I give you the rest of your, your salary and just go go to France, go to France because and I, and I said to him, listen, I, I need to leave. I need to go because Gillingham, it was really strange because um, uh, I, could, I did not have many friends. Uh, Gillingham is not one of the best city <laughs> in, in no. UK. No, it not. was it was really tough. I had my son. I had my wife. My wife she she started she started to to depress. So I said, listen, I, I, I need to leave. I need to I need to go back to France. And uh, when I went back to France, uh, that was that was a big change on my life. Because uh, that's what I've 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 begin to to started to uh, to know more about faith now, more about faith, and uh, and then after that I signed for for Frisius. Then when I signed for Frisius, there were it was tough because that I came there with on my head it was like he comes from Premier League, so this guy must be arrogant. So at that time I had like my, my uh, a Porsche Cayenne. And uh, some of the players that were that were coming in training with uh, uh, at that time it was uh, the two or five Peugeot, but really from from the nineties. So I said to my wife, "Listen, I know uh, French mentality for that. That French French mentality they hate people. They really hate. That's the word. They they hate people where arrogance, pride, and stuff. So I said to myself, "Listen, I need to I need to sell my car." I need to sell my car and be like the most humble person I can. And it didn't work because the chairman, uh, some of the players, then didn't like me. I couldn't play any games. And then in November, they sent me with the reserves and they didn't want me to train. <laughs> it, was a, it was a mess. It was a mess. It was a mess. Wow. And that's where... Well, you return back to England, to the South again, but with Portsmouth, where you are, I imagine, reunited with Liam Richardson, who's assistant manager to Paul Cook at that stage, isn't he? <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. When uh, when I signed for Frasers, uh Liam called me and said, listen, I mean, uh, you want to come to Portsmouth to do a trial with us? I said, listen, Liam, I just, I just came back from the war of Gillingham. Like, uh, for me, it's the time to, to settle my family. And Frejus is near Cannes. This is the um, this is the Var Côte d'Azur. It's you. I was living by the beach for like five minutes away. <laughs> don't don't ask me to go back in UK because now it's, it's impossible. And I say cool then. And then the year after, like um, this is an, an incredible story because I had a dream and uh, I was seeing myself in a changing room with blue shirts. And then something came like, why? I, sh I should call Liam. And then I was training on my own. I was doing boxing with, uh, with a coach and stuff. I said, you know what? I'm going to call Liam. And I called Liam and he said, cool. You know what? Come. Okay, cool. So I went, in, I went, to, I went to Portsmouth and then uh, I did the trial for months. And then, and then I signed for them after that. This was, again, a return to a big fan base, wasn't it? Did you enjoy playing for Portsmouth? Yeah, amazing. That, that was like, uh, I think that was my, my biggest achievement as a, uh, uh, in, my, in my career, 100%. 
Yeah. And you played alongside a couple of names that, that Swindon fans will know because you played alongside Gary Roberts, who had, used to play for Swindon. But you also played alongside current Swindon uh, player Danny Rose and Noel Hunt, who is now assistant manager at Swindon. What were they like? Oh, I love them. I really, uh, yeah, uh, I like them a lot. You give me goosebumps when you're talking about them because they're for me. They're they're not footballers. They're more brothers for me, mm-hmm. and uh, they're the guys where they they help me a lot. Because uh, when I came in Portsmouth, I was in the clubhouse, and uh, for me, I couldn't see my wife. I couldn't see my son. So in the beginning, it was it wasn't uh, easy. And uh, Noel Hunt and uh, and Daniel Rose, they're, they're really, really amazing guys. Uh, I really, really love, love them. I really love them, them guys. And uh, we had a really, really good time as well uh, at Portsmouth. At Portsmouth, we were not friends. We were family. Mm. And that was the big difference there. So, so why did you leave? Was it a case of a new manager? Was it a case of injuries or just... They just didn't want you for a second season. Why? Why did you leave Portsmouth? To be honest with you, I don't. I don't have the right answer mm-hmm. because uh, when I left Portsmouth, I was shocked. Paul Cook left. Uh, I wasn't ready for that, and uh, because I was supposed to sign a, a new contract, yeah. we were uh, we were about like eleven players out of out of contract, and uh, Kenny Jacket came. And I was the only one, the, the only one, the, the only player whose Kenny Jacket called and said, listen, I want to see you. I said, well, amazing. So you're gonna, you're gonna, if, if he called me from France, it means like, okay, I'm, I'm going to sign a new contract yeah. for sure. He called me and I had a chat with him and then he told me, listen, I want you to play on this position. I said, cool. Just, just give me the contract. <laughs> Anywhere I play, I, I don't care. I'm on a bench. I don't care. I will, I will prove. I will prove again. Okay, no problem. He said, cool, I'll ring you back and uh, I, I'm really happy to have a chat with you. Uh, let's see for the contract and I'll ring you back for the contract. I said, cool. I came back home. I said to my family, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign a new contract. Uh, going to League One. Portsmouth is a, is a big club. I believe we can go at least to, to, to championship. Perfect for me. He never, Kenny Jacket never ring me back. He never ring me back. I called him and said, listen, uh, I don't understand why you didn't call me. Tell me if I did something wrong, if I said something wrong. He said to me, I mean, it's better for you for and for your family to go away. And me, I was like, I was shocked. I was shocked and uh, at a moment, he hit me so much, so hard. And I, when I said that to my wife, it was the beginning of, of my of my problem with my wife, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough because at Portsmouth, I was doing uh, a lot of stuff with the city uh, because I used to um, I used to spend I used to spend time with uh, um, a former player called um, uh, yeah, Mick Mellows. Uh, Mickey Melos played for Portsmouth and um, um, Linvo, Linvo Primus, uh, who is a legend for Portsmouth, and they're the, the Christian people and they helped me in my faith as well. So for me, it's like it was like it was tough, it, it, was, re- it was really, really, really tough for me, for my wife, because we just settled in Portsmouth so well, and then it was like, oh. 
we need to, to you need to live you need to go again and fight again so yeah post move and then suddenly I, I, was, I was i was i was saying to myself but how is it possible like i, I gave i gave everything even i was um with with uh, Mick Miller's, we organized a christmas for the players uh, i used to do like um uh meetings with the players to talk about faith and i was doing a lot of stuff in the city as well so for me it was like it was a slap in in, in my face so the manager and then after after that i said okay i just think like it for me it was simple if i had to stay in Portsmouth, some of the some of the young lads that we that we that we not play and for the business of Portsmouth, it's better for it's better for them for for them i'm not staying there so the young players like ben close and adam may some of the young players uh, who who are formed uh, who is from are from the academy is better for them so Portsmouth, they can get some uh, some money if they signed for another club Listening to the Low Strangers podcast, proudly sponsored by the STFC official supporters club. Then that brings us to Swindon, doesn't it? So, how did your move to Swindon come about? Well, when I moved to Swindon, I had like uh, many, many clubs were ringing me, many managers, and then one of the one of the one of the managers is funny because uh, he never called me. We used to to say hi, but nothing much. And uh, one of the manager in Portsmouth ring me and said, "Listen, I mean, I I want you to go to Swindon." But the, the way he said that to me, it was my it was my calling. Like you need to go to Swindon. And um, and the manager, I can't, it's funny, I can't remember his name now. Um, what's the manager of Swindon? David Fridcroft. Uh, uh, David He called me. He called me every day, and I said to myself, "This guy, he really, really wants me." So it's better someone wants you than someone who like mm, you may they may be interesting. So I said, "Where's first?" I said, "Where's Swindon? I hope it's not too far from uh, from from an airport <laughs> because uh, my wife's gonna come with my son and stuff." And then I said, "Listen," and I saw like. Swindon is quite is quite is quite a big club. Uh, I watched the stadium. I watched the where well, it's not far from London, and uh, I've heard like um, obviously they come from 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 League One. I used to play a lot uh, against Swindon as well with um, with um, with Gillingham. I remember they they had a really good team. I said okay, so if they want to go back up in uh, in League One. For me, that's that's my challenge as well. So let's sign there then. And what were your early impressions of of Swindon, the town, and the club? So the the I I, I really like the club. I really like Swindon Town because for me, I didn't deserve uh, the love of the fans. To be honest with you, uh, for for myself, and I remember many many fans that used to. Uh, they used to support me a lot, so I'm really, really grateful for that. Even when uh, when we were we we were not playing well, uh, even like it was sometimes it was tough, 
And uh, I remember many, many fans, they used to, uh, they used to send me messages. They used to uh, really, really uh, give, give me the, the, give me love. So, and in the town, it was a small town. So I used to live in, um, I can't remember the place. Uh, I used to live in the West, um, where we used to go to the hotel. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the name. But I used to I used to live um, a little bit far from the from the city, but it was really quiet. It was really really uh, a, a quiet um, quiet town. But I really enjoyed, to be honest with you. I, I really enjoyed. I, I've met uh, I've met uh, many many good people. I met many many good people. And uh, and that's it, to be honest with you. That's it. Yeah. And how did you find David Flitcroft during your time there? I liked him. I liked him. <laughs> I really liked him. He, he, he was a funny guy. He, he was a really funny guy. Uh, I enjoyed my time with him. It was a funny guy. Me, uh, I don't see football like football. I see football as a, as a lifetime. Uh, when I was at Swindon, uh, I used to organize parties at home with, uh, with players and girlfriends to, to know each other better. And uh, with De with Dave Freecroft, we used to have a, a chat, not manager footballer, but uh, a chat as a father, as a brother. And uh, me, we have we have quite a similar story with Dave Freecroft, because when he lost his dad, it was really really tough for me as myself. So we used to you used to spend time talking talking about life. Talking about our children, talking about yeah, talking about life, like, and that's what I like with him. And which players were you close to during your Swindon career? I used to be close, um, yeah, Keshi, Keshi Anderson, uh, Paul Paul Mullen, mm -hmm. uh, mo most of the guys because we we used we used to spend to yeah we spent to most of the time with um, the Irish guy I can't remember his name um, Irish guy left foot Donald McDermott. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we were yeah with Donald. We used to spend time with Donald. Uh, Rich Charles Cook. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. It was we were quite close to Bonasso. Yeah. We were quite close, huh? And, and what do you think went wrong that season? Because for a lot of it, it looked like Swindon would make the playoffs, but then it sort of tailed off at the end. David Flickroft left, and Phil Brown came in, which should have been you know good for you because because of course you played for him. At Preston. This is why faith for me is important because when 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 I heard like Phil Brown was coming, I was speaking to myself, amazing, perfect, because I know him, I know him. So when he came, it was completely the opposite. Yeah. We used to talk about anything, life, football. Uh, he remember his time when he was at Bolton as well. So he knows because we 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 both know some maladies and stuff. And then um, I was coming back from my injuries because I pulled my when that was when I pulled my my thigh for 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 three months. And uh, and when I came and when um, when he came, like he said to me, he just put me on. Uh, so I came out from injury. I played uh, my first game. I came back on a Thursday from injury. On a Saturday, I played my first game, like 20 minutes, and I did very well. 
then the 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 games after for about two three games i wasn't even in the squad and i was thinking to myself what's going on so i had a chat with him and he said to me i mean uh, i believe like league two is not your level but the way we play is not is not suited for you i said like okay so tell me how tell me how I need to play and I will play the way you want. If you know, if you think like the way I, the way I play is not, is not suited for, for, for the team. And he said, you know, what? no worries, blah, blah, blah. He said like, he said, listen, I, I know you, uh, people that always talking about you, you, you great. You, you're doing a great job as a man for, for the team. So just, Keep going, keep training. Then let's see what let's see what's happening. That's it. And then uh, in the end, the funny thing is, the last game uh, of the season uh, from against Accrington <laughs> against Accrington, I played and I, I did very well. Yeah. We lost three nil. Uh, we won three nil. And in the end, we went. So we we are in the changing room, and I, I and I'm. And I can see like Phil Brown is looking at me right in my eyes, like he's looking at me like for for about two, two minutes, and that's a lot. Two minutes, the guy's looking at you like that. I say, what's wrong with him? And uh, when we all in, he said in front of every players, "I am sorry. I am sorry. I did a big mistake. I mean, didn't play." I didn't play that guy. And me, I was like, I was in the same time angry. And in the same time, I wanted to cry. Mm. I was thinking to myself, but how can you say that to me right now? So uh, I was fit. I was working hard in training. And that doesn't mean like I deserve to play. But I, I believed like I could help the, the team to, to 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 go up to at least go to the to the playoffs and it didn't happen yeah. it didn't, unfortunately it didn't happen and as far as games and goals are concerned your your season at Swindon was your most successful because you played more times for Swindon than in in one year in one season than any other season that you'd had and of course you scored a couple of good goals I remember the one against Dartford was very good as well wasn't it, it was with the salute um is that is does that does that affect the way you think about Swindon now? The way it ended in that way. Uh, uh, today I'm disappointing to be honest with you. I'm disappointing because the the the, the, the crazy thing is uh, I left Portsmouth disappointed. I left Swindon disappointed because Phil Brown told me, "Listen, we're gonna we want to offer you a new contract." I said, "Listen, I, I was feeling bad to be honest with you because." The way the way he treated me was for me it was uh, it was tough because to coming back and put you on the sideline to, for two three games and not giving you any like anything to be honest with you it was really hard for me and then in the end you tell me like oh you regret and after you 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 say okay I'll offer you a contract I say listen that's that's fine so I'm going on to France I'm going to to relax with my family because now in that was the time where when I when I was at Swindon uh, my wife left me she went with the child she left me 
so it was really really tough as well and uh, and I was waiting for the offer and when I received the offer they dropped my salary for fun and I was shocked again I was saying like you telling me you want me but you want to cut my salary I said and and I believe at that time they didn't they, they didn't have any issues with the club about about money. Yeah. I know that. Okay. So for me, I was I was thinking to myself, oof, like again, 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 disappointment. But I enjoyed my time, as you say, as you say, Swindon was the time where uh, I've been successful. I've been successful, and uh, but I'm really grateful with the fans because, uh, yeah, they, they, to be fair, they really helped me. They 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 gave me the love like uh, I say again, I didn't deserve. But even when we were when I was uh, doing bad or good, they used to they used to support me, and then I'm really really appreciated. Paul Bowden from the spot for Swindon. He scored. Then there was a big gap between Swindon and Salford. So was it fitness again or just the right offer hadn't come through before you joined Salford for that brief time? When I left Swindon um, with my agent, we were talking about going to Spain. So I had like something in Spain in second division. And uh, for me, it was it was it was perfect for me because I was thinking to myself, uh, I want to be an agent uh, after my career. So I'm blessed because I can I, I can speak English, <laughs> and uh, that would be great if I can speak Spanish. And then when I'm when I'm re- I'm preparing myself to to see what's going on in Spain, suddenly the the manager uh, are sacked. So I'm like, okay. So uh, I had like couples couple clubs like Bury and uh, some from the club. Then one day, um, my wife called me and uh, and said to me, I, I nearly died. Uh, I've lost like three liters of blood. I had like uh, hemorrhage and that, that blows my mind. I was shocked. I was shocked. Uh, you can imagine like the, 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 the woman you love like tells you like, yeah, I nearly passed, I, I, I nearly died. Like it, it reminds me, my father, my brother, it reminds me like it was a voice saying to myself, you see, you're never there for your family. So I was like, I was broke. I was really broke. And uh, and then one day I, I received a call from uh, in Scot- from Scotland with the club of St. Mirren. And then I went there, but my head, I was there, but I, my soul wasn't, my spirit wasn't there. So in my head, I was still shocked. And then uh, I went there and the manager told me, listen, I want you to play and this and that. He, t- he told me, are you fit? I said, listen, I- I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really fit to be honest with you. I'm, like, I did some stuff, but I'm not really fit. He said, okay, cool. So let's play a game tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, okay. So we play against Sutherland and I did a very, very, very bad game. I was in the pitch. And I was thinking to myself, what am I doing on? What am I doing here? 
what am I doing here? I was I was I did a very bad game, and then uh, and then I was I, I was I was down. I was down at the moment. I was really down. So uh, I left Scotland and then I went to Manchester. I went to Manchester because my my sister she lives there. So I went to Manchester. Then uh, and then I said, listen, um, let's see what happens. So I I went to Qatar. I went to train in Qatar. I came back in uh, in England because Fleetwood called me. I went to Fleetwood and uh, I did a very good trial with uh, Joy Barton. Uh, we played against uh, Huddersfield on friendly game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I scored a goal. I did very well. And uh, and few days after, the the assistant manager w- was nearly in tears. To be that, that's that's that, that's shocking, but he, he was in tears because he was telling me, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry because you, yeah, I will always remember all my life. He told me, I'm sorry, you great guy. They, they all they all like you here, but. We we already signed two midfielders, and the manager he cannot change his he, he cannot like he cannot you cannot sign because the 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 money like all salaries they're certain now it's impossible. But we called like uh, we send your 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 game to uh, to some of the clubs, so like may I had like maybe like six seven clubs. Who were interested about me, and because I was in Manchester, I went to Crew, and when I went to Crew, I pulled my hamstring again, yeah. and uh, I was at Bury as well. I pulled my hamstring at Bury, Crew. I pulled my hamstring, and then I say I need to stop football, mm-hmm. and I stopped football, and I stopped football. Uh, I just like rest. Uh, spend time uh, by uh, by studying the Bible, for example. I was studying the Bible a lot. I was spending time with my with my family, spending time with some friends uh, in Manchester. And uh, and then one day the same thing would happen. Like I had a dream, like I was with red shirt, and uh, and suddenly like Salford came, and uh, by agent and some of the stuff, and then and then uh, and then. Uh, I called um, I called the manager Salford, who I, I know him from from uh, from the past, uh, Graham uh, Graham Wesley, uh, Graham Alexander, sorry, mm-hmm. Graham Alexander, and uh, he said, okay, come. I came. I did a, I did a trial for about like ten days, and then and then I signed for Salford in January. Yeah, and and you sort of help them you're a bit part player in their in their quest for for promotion um playing a few games and then you leave at the end of that season as well and that takes us really to now and and have you now retired and are you now working in in football agency for example uh not yet so the thing is what what i've done with uh the with Portsmouth uh Portsmouth uh Swindon Salford City it was a, I had this call like uh, I had to I had to speak with the players. Uh, what I was doing is I was sharing my testimony about my life, okay? Mm-hmm. Because that's what we do in church. Sometimes to help someone who go through like tough times, you share a testimony so it can identify its issues to yours, okay? Yeah. So I did that in Portsmouth. 
uh, at Portsmouth when I've done this, uh, it wasn't. It was It was uh, incredible because after that we won the league. I've done that with Swindon, and I don't know if you remember when I've done it. We won like about eight, nine games in a row. And uh, when we were struggling with uh, with Portsmouth and and, and Swindon, we were, we were struggling with Salford City. And I and I and I did the same thing. I said, "Man, please, coach, let me speak with the, with the players." Okay. And uh, same thing. I did a meeting for about an hour. As I share my testimony with the players, and then the game after, we started to win all games, and then uh, we, we did the playoffs, and then we 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 won the league. Uh, after that, when I left Salford, uh, I left because. Same thing. I put my hamstring. I put my groin. Uh, I received a bad tackle on my ankle, so I was out for about about a month and a half. It was like, oof. It, it, it was it was tough. So in the summer, uh, I had like from some clubs in uh, in uh, in the fifth leagues, fifth league, and then I said, listen, today I spent like about eight nine years in England. And uh, I have a son. He's only he's six years old. Uh, my my mom she getting older. I left home when I was 15 years old. I'm I'm going to my 30s now. It's time for me to to come to France and spend time with my family. Yeah. So I had few opportunities in France, and uh, it didn't get well because financially. The system in France is uh, is 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 completely different than England because in France, if you're a professional footballer and you from and you 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 from uh, across uh, France, your the the law is you're more you are more expensive than the other players. So, for example, as a, as a professional player, and I come from UK. The the all the clubs from like the the fourth tier, the um, like fourth uh, third leagues they have to pay a minimum of three thousand euros, and f- in France that's too much. Mm-hmm. That's too much. So I couldn't sign for for any clubs. So instead of that, uh, me I like theology. So I'm still uh, studying. Uh, I'm doing stuff uh, Bible. I'm trying to encourage uh, young people. I'm still involved in football, in the terms where I'm trying to encourage people, call call uh, call some friends, and because people, they, pe- most of the people, they they don't know the behind the scenes of the footballers. They don't know how we struggle about life because. We quit homes really, really early. We, we don't, we, we know really men. We don't know. It's like Rio Ferdinand, where Rio Ferdinand, uh, his wife, unfortunately died. He couldn't, he never seen like a bills. Mm. And he's, he's 36 years old. So, so, so as a footballer, we, we need to understand like there is more important things than, than just football we are more than footballers and that's why and that's what i'm trying to that's why i'm doing with uh with sports people in france and in, and in uk wow and that sounds amazing and i wish 
I wish you well on that. It sounds like a fantastic endeavour. So, I mean, we're going to finish now because we've been talking for a long time and yeah. I appreciate every minute of it and thoroughly enjoyed it, without a doubt. Um, my final question is always the same. It's, it's always linked towards Swindon Town. So when you close your eyes and think of Swindon Town, what are the happiest memories that you have from that time? The happiest memories at the time? Um, I think it was against Dartford. Uh, when I scored that goal, mm-hmm. uh, because the the salute is uh, is m- my father. He was uh, he was in the army, and uh, I was um, and I always consider myself as a soldier because uh, I've been struggling a lot uh, as a man as a footballer. So for me, I feel like a soldier, uh, like my dad. So for me, that was yeah, that was probably the best moment in uh, in my Swindon time career. Lovely, I mean Linganzi, thank you very much. Welcome. The Low Strangers is proudly sponsored by the official STFC Supporters Club. The music was created by the great Matthew Kilford, and the artwork was provided expertly by John Daglish. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. It's a grand old team to play for. And it's a grand old team to see. You know the history. It's enough to make your heart glow. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.